everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt and I'm your host. On today's episode, the title is Keeping an Open and Loving Heart in a Fearful World. So I know that love can solve all of the world's problems and that fear is all over the place. So we're going to take three different beliefs and we're going to flush those out. So we know that belief drives behavior. These particular beliefs we're going to talk about are fears and they're fears related to some pretty hot topics. So I'm just going to say this, that I might, you know, challenge your thinking a little bit today. I might say something that might bring up some feelings for you. You might get a little bit triggered. I promise you it's worth it. Okay. So we're going to examine those fears, what happens, like what kind of behavior comes after the fear. And then we're going to talk about what could you do with that. Okay. What's the, what is the intended result or outcome of this podcast episode today? Huh? I'm glad you asked. My intended outcome is that you would examine yourself and say, what's driving my behavior? Is it fear or love? And ask yourself, what do I want it to be? And then get to the place where you are not only working on your thoughts, but you're seeing new behaviors and you're in a place with less stress and more peace. Okay. Don't necessarily need to take notes on this one. It's not one of those that I'm going to give tips or, or strategies or anything, but I really want you to listen and do it with an open mind. I promise you it will serve you well. Okay. Awesome. Enjoy. Okay. So how do we keep an open and loving heart in a fearful world? Well, first of all, let me say this, that, you know, as I'm going along in my journey here on earth, I'm learning so many different things. And much like, you know, John Maxwell said this recently when he was doing a teaching, he said, you know, uh, the older I get, the more I realize uh, how many things are really right or wrong, good or bad, you know, off or on kind of this opposite. And the more that I realize that there are very few things that are actually absolutely true all the time. And I, I think about that. So there's two things that I know for sure, without a doubt. One of them is that love can change all the world's problems. It really can. You know, let me give you a quick example. I, I posted something like that on my social media, I don't know, six weeks or so ago. And there was a, a lively debate between somebody and me. Uh, don't know who this person was, but he was very vehement against that idea. And some of the things that he pointed out, of course, were very personal to him. You know, that, that his mother was the, the most loving person in the world and love couldn't save her from her cancer and on and on and on and on. And he kind of, I think he thought that I was talking about love as in like, oh, I love this shirt, right? (laughs) And really what I was talking about was the deep abiding, rich love, the energy of love. And I know that love can heal. I also know, um, you know, that there are many situations and circumstances that happen with, I'm sure with his mother being sick, where there were opportunities for more love and less fear that might have helped. And so when I say love can solve all the world's problems, I really, really mean it. And we're going to flush that out a little bit today. The second thing I know is that the world is full of fear. Oh my gosh, all you got to do is plug into some sort of source of news, right? Um, whether it be on TV, on, you know, social media, whatever. 
all you got to do is listen to the people that you live with and you will notice the fear. Okay. So how can we be what I call lovers in this environment of fear? Well, a couple things. First of all, making it a commitment. So, so making a decision to say, you know what, I am going to be a person of love no matter what. No matter what conditions or circumstances or the people that come around me, I'm going to be a person of love. Now, this is really, you know, talking about your willingness and your intention. I know intention is huge. Some people will say it's not just intention, Michelle, you have to actually go and do something. Yes, I, I believe that too. But you know what? You can't go and do something unless you make a decision to do that. So your intention and your decision, your willingness is actually more important because without that, you can never get something done. So be committed to being a person of love. Also, in order to be this person of love and to show love, you've got to be open to new possibilities and new ways of thinking. Okay. You got to play with your thinking and we'll talk about how to do that. So let's, let's flesh this out. There are three fears or variations, if you will, of fears that I see popping up all over the place right now. Uh, you know, I think that they are worldwide fears, honestly. However, um, you know, some of these might have more to do with the United States than others. So those of you who are not in the United States, they still apply. I'm just going to use different examples. Okay. So, um, I'm going to tell you the three and then for each one of these, we're going to flush it out a little bit. Okay. So hang with me. I, I want you to take a deep breath and hold it and let it out. There are some things that I'm going to share with you today that it might make you have some feelings. Okay. Come at it with an open mind, please. All right. So the three fears I'm hearing the most, uh, I will never be seen for who I am. And that specifically in uh, relationship to the racial tensions in, in the United States, I will never be seen for who I am. Uh, another one I'm hearing is, oh my gosh, the world's going to fall apart if the other guy gets elected. Okay, so the political divide. Uh, and it doesn't even matter who the other guy is, both sides, the world's going to fall apart if your guy doesn't get elected. And then the third has to do with uh, Corona or COVID. Uh, if I get it, I'm going to die. Okay. Now, first of all, let me preface this. I am in no way making light of any of these situations. I want you to understand that. Okay. I really want to take the opportunity today to break down each one of these fears and then ask you, what do you want to do about it? Okay, so I'm not here to tell you what to think or how to think. I will never, ever do that. But I really want to bring these to the forefront and say, are you thinking about this in a different way? Okay. All right. So let's think through these based on brain science and quantum physics. Okay. So do you, if you listen to our episode yesterday, we talked about belief drives behavior right? That's a, a proven by science. Belief will drive your behavior. So for each one of these fears, which is a belief, there are behaviors that flow from that. Now, I'm not going to tell you every behavior that might flow from that, that, but I'll, I'll highlight some prevalent ones. Okay. So again, I want you to understand this, this is based on science. This is not Michelle's opinion. 
All right, so let's take that, that racial one. I'll never be seen for who I really am. You know, you, you might look at that and say it's valid or invalid. It doesn't really matter what, what you think about it, but that is a reality. Many people have that. You're not seeing me for who I really am, okay? When you have this fear that shows up and can be expressed in multiple ways, you will do things in order to be seen and heard, okay? Because if, if, you, if you want to be seen for who you really are, you will do things to make yourself seen. Does that make sense? Okay, that's just a, you know, one-step logical connection there. Now, what will you do in order to be seen? Uh, number one, I think social media. People are jumping on and they're, they're posting all kinds of things and some of them not so nice, not so loving, right? Because it's placed in a, a place of fear. Um, the riots are a great expression of that. There are people who want to be seen, right? So out of the belief that I'm not going to be seen, I'm going to go do something so you will be forced to see me, okay? Now, there's a, a, another body of research and it, it lies in the communication field. And basically it says that humans cannot be seen, excuse me, humans can't see or hear another person until they have been, been seen and heard. Okay. It's just a thing that happens. Okay. You might not agree with it, but that that's actually, you know, it might sound a little off to you, but if you want to be seen and heard and appreciated for who you really are, you have to do that for somebody else first. I think John Maxwell says it best. He says the person in the relationship with the most awareness is the one who's more responsible. So now that you're hearing this, please, you're more responsible. You're more aware. Okay. Now that might sting a little bit because you might be saying, yeah, Michelle, but they should just love and appreciate and accept me for who I am. Yeah. But do you want the problem or the solution? Because I'm telling you, this is why that's not happening. Okay. You have to choose to be responsible for your freedom. You can get what you want is what I'm telling you. Okay. Are you open to doing and thinking in a new way? Okay. You cannot change another person. You can only choose or you can only change you. So in order to get love, you've got to give it first. Okay. That's just a human, a human thing that may be one of our flaws. Okay. Now let's address the, the political fear. If the other guy gets elected, the world is going to fall apart. Okay. I've heard so many variations of this from people, um, but somehow, you know, if the other guy gets elected, like I'm going to lose my house, I'm going to lose my retirement, I'm going to lose my insurance. I'm, and it's all about either losing something or my life is going to get worse. Okay. Because with that fear comes all of these other fears that are connected to it. Now I've been around for a while. I'm not too old, but I've got several different presidential elections under me where I've had to be, uh, I was an, a participant. Okay. I've been around a little bit and I can tell you that there are presidents that I voted for and there are presidents that I didn't vote for. Okay. And I think you can say the same. However, guess what? 
the United States, and particularly me and my family and my house, we are still here, okay? Yes, I know the election is important. Go vote, go advocate, go do what you feel called to do. I'm not saying that at all. However, when you have this fear of, oh my gosh, things are going to fall apart. We're all going to go to hell in a handbasket if this guy gets elected, okay? That will not serve you well, okay? And quite frankly, out of that fear, you know what naturally proceeds? You're naturally not nice to other people. You might not see it, but you're not nice. And it shows up as trying to win arguments versus building relationships, It shows up as debating people versus having an open and honest discussion. It shows up in your own personal life. This fear will show up as stress, big time stress. I've seen it on people. And let me just ask you this, you know, at at the end of the election, some people are going to be happy and some people are not. Newsflash, that happens every election, okay? Are you open to hearing why somebody else might vote differently than you? You know, why do they have different thoughts or votes or or opinions or beliefs about that? There are all kinds of reasons to vote a certain way. And what I'm seeing, especially on social media, is that there's judgment of a group of people because they're like, I don't understand why you can't understand this. It's like, well, you know, again, it kind of goes back to that, that racial fear. You, you know, you're not seeing me for who I am, but you're also not seeing them for who they are. Are you open? Are you open to seeing things more than just a, a, a one or two sided, but multiple sides of an issue? I, I would, for all of these fears, quite honestly, I would recommend Miles McPherson's book, The Third Option. It not only gives a really great um, synopsis of, quite frankly, what I've been thinking for years um, of the, the racial tensions and what to do about it, but it also provides a really great, um, I guess, background for how you can play with your perceptions and see things differently. Okay. So my question to you is, do you want to be the same person you are today in relation to this election? after the election. Now, some of you, you can answer, yes, I I feel like I I would love to be the same person. Some of you, you might be sitting there going, do I want to be this stressed? Do I want to feel like I've got to save the world every day by, you know, converting people to my side? Like, is that who you want to be after the election? Don't take that with you. And are you being run by fear or love right now? Really ask yourself that. Am I being run by fear or love? Okay, so the next fear we're going to deal with is the one related to COVID. So the the idea that if I catch this thing, I'm going to die. Okay, now listen. Do the things you know to protect yourself. Wear your mask if you must, social distance, wash your hands, take your vitamins, get your rest, practice gratitude, you know, whatever you need to do to protect yourself, go do that, right? I am not saying go out and just lick door handles all over and prove that you have a strong immune system. Protect yourself, okay? 
Now, me personally, I, I added this up the other day. I know 27 people in my close sphere that I have regular contact with. So um, clients and, and friends and family that have gotten COVID, 27, okay? Six of them have passed away. Three of those six that passed away, passed away in the same six hour period, okay? That was very early in all of this and they were in very populated areas. And the reason why they passed away because the, the hospitals were overrun and they did not have enough uh, equipment to really help. Honestly, of my 27 people who have gotten COVID, um, no one has died since, let's see, it's October now. No one has died since May. Okay, so that's five months. And the reason being, uh, most of them who, who got COVID have very mild symptoms. Uh, some have no symptoms. Uh, they just got a, you know, two-week vacation at home, quarantining. Uh, some people, they had, you know, a little bit more symptoms uh, and they were hospitalized for maybe a day or two and then sent home. So, you know, just think about that, okay? Fear causes us to do stupid things, okay? Because fear is not rational or logical. I just want you to do a check on your fear. Where are you at with this, okay? So does it mean that just because you get COVID, you're going to die? No, there's lots of cases out there that show that, okay? Do you want to get it? No, of course not, okay? However, there are some things that I've noticed. Um, there was one person uh, who actually called the police because there were children outside across the street from her at a school. They were out playing basketball. There were four kids out there playing basketball um, and they weren't socially distancing because, you know, you're playing basketball. They're outside. They don't have masks on. And she thought she was doing her community a favor and she called the police on them. Now, these are 10 and 11 year old boys. Think about what that does to those kids. Her fear that these kids were somehow going to infect each other and go to their houses and infect everybody else made her do something that affects those kids for the rest of their life. I've seen people bully others all over the place. Uh, I actually was in a store once where I saw a lady who was like, spraying down other people to try to get them away from, I don't know what was in her spray, by the way. I don't know if it was like some disinfectant or just water or whatever, but uh, you know, the, the store manager had to actually come over and tell her, you cannot do that. You can't spray people. Um, I, I was witness a couple weeks ago, there was something on Facebook. Somebody uh, saw a, a gentleman in the grocery store and he had his mask on, but the mask had fallen a little bit under his nose. Like most of his nose was covered just a little bit under. And this person decided to take a picture of that guy and then posted on his Facebook page and then um, talked bad about him and encouraged other people to talk bad about him. Okay. Um, that's bullying <laughs> that pure and simple. And it comes from a place of fear. Now, this guy had to have been at least six feet away taking a picture of this man. But did he stop to think about, you know, what might be going on here? No, his fear led him to do something like that. Okay, so I look at that and go, okay, this, this man in the picture, at least in that moment, was not anywhere near anybody else. Is he hurting anybody? Well, in comparison to taking this picture, putting it up online without his permission, and now talking bad about him, I don't know. 
Which one of those is worse to you? Okay. And, you know, there are, are others who have no fear about COVID. Okay. They have trust. They have faith. And I'm not saying you don't have trust or faith, but they just don't give in to the fear that goes around that. Okay. Now, again, I'm not going to tell you what to think, but I do want you to check in and ask, is my fear running me? Now, some people think that the worst case scenario is that you're going to get, get COVID and you're going to die. In my opinion, I think the worst case scenario is that you continue to operate in your fear and you call, call the police on people and you bully people and you spray people and you do all of these other things. And we come out of all of this and you don't get sick and you also don't have any friends. Just a thought. Okay. Fear begets fear. Fear begets racial tensions. Fear begets political tensions. Fear begets COVID and sickness. So now listen, while you are advocating and washing your hands and all of those things, okay, because you still need to do those while you're doing those, I would just suggest to you that you might want to focus on gratitude. Okay. So just thinking about every day, what are the things that you're grateful for? We know science shows us that when you do that, you produce the really good chemicals that flow from your brain throughout your body and it reduces your stress. So worst case scenario, you're going to be, you know, less stress and more peace. One thing, um, you know, be, be open to new viewpoints. You might not understand why that person believes the way that they do. Try to be open and willing and curious to understand. Okay. If you see somebody doing something like that guy, you know, without his mask, don't take a picture and shame and blame and guilt. Ask yourself, what are all the possibilities that might have led to this? So I looked at it. The very first thing I saw was, oh, you know, he's doing his thing. He's kind of bent down to get something. Maybe it just slipped. Like he's not pointing a loaded weapon at you. And you have a choice about if you see that somebody is not wearing a mask or wearing a mask improperly, you know, if you see that and that's a fear in you, don't go near them. Okay. It's not that hard. I'm, I'm just, I really want you to do that gut check. What's driving me right now? Fear or love? Okay. If your candidate loses, I want you to think about this right now. You have what, two weeks uh, before the election? I've already voted, so I'm, I'm done. I'm not worried about it at all. Um, and I've actually done some work for myself to, um, I, I did some site K balances to, to make sure that um, I'm okay regardless of whichever candidate is, is, is elected. It doesn't really matter to me, honestly. I'm going to still live my life. But you might want to sit in this maybe two, three minutes every single day and ask yourself, okay, if my guy, whoever that might be for you, if my guy loses, how will my life still be blessed? So it's the same exact thinking that you're having connected to this fear that, you know, if my guy loses, the world's going to fall apart. Just change that slightly. If my guy loses, how will I still be blessed? Okay. Again, still go vote, still do your advocacy efforts, do whatever you can to get your guy in office. Totally get that. And remind yourself, it doesn't matter who wins or loses, I'm going to be blessed. Okay. 
If you are worried that you're not being seen for who you are, the best way to do this is to find somebody else who is also not seen and listen and try to understand from their perspective. Try to see them and really hear, you know, what's in their heart. And guess what? One thing you're going to notice is that as you do that, that other person is going to open up and guess what they're going to want to do? The same exact thing for you. Okay. So love can really solve all the world's problems and the world is full of fear. Okay. So what a great opportunity for you and for me to make the world a better place starting today. Okay. So go out and be awesome and ask yourself what's driving me right now. Is this love or is this fear? Okay. Awesome. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.